Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Hello, world, and welcome to the show. This is Shelley Shearer, and I'm so glad to have you with me here today. I'm actually podcasting in the evening, which is something I don't usually do, but I apologize for last week. I didn't get a show published. So if you were off looking on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher Radio and all the platforms that I'm on and wondering, hey, where's the weekly show? I apologize. I sort of let things get away from me and also wasn't feeling really great last week. However, that has led to today's podcast topic. So that's always a good thing. Willpower. <laughs> Perhaps if I had had a little more of it last week, we would have got a show and I would have got the Shelley's Weekly Wow published on Instagram, which I didn't get that done either. I tell you, I have had a wonderful couple weeks actually listening to a book by a gentleman called Brendan Burchard. And I didn't realize how well known he was. He sort of is the online coach of coaches. And I've been listening to his book, <clears throat> excuse me, through my Audible subscription, which, by the way, if you're into self-learning and growing your own, growing yourself and uh, knowledge around you, best investment every month of, I think it runs between $13 and $15, depending whether it's Canadian or US, and it gives you a book every month and a discount on purchasing other ones. I'm in the car, I'm on transit, anything like that, and I'm listening to an audiobook. Just makes life so much easier. Anyways, high, uh, uh, high Performance Habits, I believe, is the name of, of the book that I've been listening to. And it was really great listening to someone of that caliber because that's, that is not my focus of my brand. High Functioning Habits and Not Living in Regret with the Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda podcast is about your day-to-day average habits that make life easier, make your higher functioning in whatever perhaps limitation or gift that you have that you are, regardless whether it's a limitation or a gift, you are functioning in the highest capacity that you can. Whereas coaches like Brendan have studied people from around the world, you know, very, very high performers that get stuff done and, you know, make money and build empires, that sort of thing. And it was really interesting to have a lot of my attitudes affirmed. There was a lot of affirmation actually in listening to his book. He was recommended to me. I had no idea who he was. And I have to say it's, by the way, great book. Very, very great, good book. And it isn't just about talking about work and success. It really, he really gets into the, your life, you know, and how you function and work through in your life with your personality types he he is not a huge supporter of that all being part of the grand scheme of things that personality types and that sort of introvert extrovert that doesn't play as big a role as people's actual habits and what they put in place and I'm a firm believer in that hence this podcast so that was that was really quite interesting and one of the things that sort of came to mind this last week or so especially with me not getting stuff done last week was willpower now I grew up in a generation where everything we were taught was based on willpower. Like, you know, you needed to be strong. You needed to just say no. You needed to, you know, you needed to, you you just, you needed to be strong. Yeah, whatever. That's how I feel about that train of thought. 
just like the whole 70s and 80s superwoman thing that you can have it all, I call bullshit on that, okay? And there really has been a lot of studies now that are showing that that really isn't the case at all. I function at a higher level because of the habits that I put into place so that I don't have to always be relying on willpower. Now, willpower is a great thing. And if you've got great willpower, hands off, hats off to you. You know, my, I'd like to shake your hand. You are not the norm. That I've definitely discovered. But I've noticed that people that do take the effort to recognize where their willpower is not getting them through to understand what weaknesses are tripping them up and putting habits into effect that help them reach a goal that obviously is being sabotaged constantly by their lack of willpower in this area, those people succeed. I have succeeded. Now that doesn't mean I don't have weeks like last week where I, the discipline didn't get done, the podcast didn't get done, but I really was very scattered, had nothing very intuitive to say, the universe wasn't speaking and neither was I. But that being said, I also slipped up, excuse me, on a few of my habits. Now, let's just use something so, so silly. You may or may not know this about me, but when I was younger, I had an eating disorder. It came on about the age of 16-ish, I think, 15, 16. And it took me years to deal with it. In fact, I took myself to the doctor at 19. My family had no clue and they didn't know what to do. And we just weren't a family that deals with things like that well. I mean, if you weren't perfect, they didn't want to hear about it. You know, lots of people out there that are like that, they just don't, don't have coping mechanisms. In fact, I'll tell a little story about that a little later in this podcast about something that happened in our home this past few days. And so it, it, it will actually relate to that quite, quite uh, nicely. Well, do you know what? Going to get help, seeing the doctor, letting her know what was going on in my life, seeing the psychiatrist, and getting into a bit of therapy. It was a process. It wasn't, oh, listen, I've got a problem. I've acknowledged it. I've gone for help, now it's over. No, I battled with that. I battled with that problem for 20 years on and off. Because there's times in my life where the stress is higher or the temptation is greater or I didn't have good habits in place or my mindset wasn't where it should be. Uh, insecurities step in. A lot of things affect an eating disorder, let me tell you. That is something that over the years really does not enter my life or my thoughts anymore. And sometimes I even forget about it because it has been so long. But the bottom line is I realized I succeeded because I put good habits into, into place. One of the other things too that I had to learn to accept in that particular uh, weakness in my life was to accept when things went sideways. It's like, okay, this went sideways. Tomorrow's a new day. You know what? So I've gained five pounds, not the end of the world. You know, there are ways through the things, the battles that we're trying to, we're trying to win. So really we're, we're not here just to win the war. Our, our whole life is, is just a journey. And we just want to get better and better at the things that we want in our lives and to let go the things that are holding us back. Okay. So the reason I bring up the eating disorder is I learned quite young that there are things I couldn't keep in the house because I didn't have self-control. And as I got older, I realized I didn't even realize any longer that that habit was so ingrained. 
but it was really hard to develop that habit in the first first place. So first of all, I have a slightly compulsive personality. I, I, I recognize that about myself. So if I want something bad enough, now in my life I plan for it and I have my binge or I have my treats or whatever. But I do not keep temptation in my cupboards every single day. That's like being a drug addict and there always being drugs in the drawer. Like you just wouldn't do that. You would remove yourself from that temptation. Well, I did that and it took me years to really kind of get on top of it, but I did. And now it's just something I don't even think about. So that habit not only was conceived, implemented, it is now unconscious. I want a treat, I buy it, I bring it into the house, but I do not leave temptation lying around all, all, all the time. That's a food thing. Perhaps for you, there's something going on in your business. Are you always caving in and not showing willpower with staff? You need new habits in that environment. You need to recognize where you're weak, what you're letting slide. Perhaps you don't have a culture in your business that you, you enjoy and you're not getting the feedback from people that you like. And you're just, you just don't, you're just not seeing the results you want to see. You need to install new habits. Willpower alone will not get it done, especially if you are a person that has a tough time saying no. Willpower is not going to see you through that until you instigate and implement habits that support, and I don't want to use the word workaround, but enhance your ability to change. Where else can we go with this example? Willpower is something we use every day. To a certain degree, I, I believe that there's, you know, otherwise, if we had no self-control over our base urges and had no willpower to say, hey, I'm not going to do that, say that, eat that, behave that way, um, we'd still be living in the dark ages. So it's a huge part of, of our personality and our culture. But I, I believe we put way too much emphasis on it. And then what happens is when we don't succeed, we beat ourselves up. And now our self-esteem is, 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 um, is battered and we're feeling weak and we're feeling like we're losers and we're not successful. But what if you didn't have to set yourself up for those failures in the first place? If you implemented the right habits right out of the gate, your willpower wouldn't be such a huge factor in achieving what you want to achieve. Now, normally when we just say the word willpower, we, let's face it, 90% of us just went right to diet. Okay, we all just thought food. I've asked this question over the last week or so with uh, people that were in my home. I had a dinner party to, and everyone has the same answer. What do you mean with food? Not eating something? <laughs> I just laugh because it's like, it's so funny how so many of us go right there. Not eating or drinking something or, you know, but there are so many places in our lives we use this, not doing that, not reading this, uh, you know, maybe there's a type of, of literature that you shouldn't be reading. Maybe it's just something that brings negative thoughts into your life. And so you shouldn't be reading it. For me, I had to change certain TV shows that I watched because I would have really bad dreams. And I literally just had to instill habits that supported the willpower to say, you know what? It was, I'm not going to do that. And I have to say, it was very hard at first number of years to give up the show. Uh, what was it? Criminal Minds. They do a beautiful job of just delving into the darkest place of people's lives and crimes without it being blatant and and obvious and gross on the screen. I do have to say they do it very tastefully, but the bottom line is you're just in the darkness of humanity. 
I could not watch that show with my husband anymore. It was one of our favorite shows. And he really felt neglected because I wouldn't watch that with him anymore. But habits. We'd sit down and we PVR everything, have for years. Right out of the gate, I started asking him, now, we'll watch our two shows. I need you to watch this after I go to bed. And first of all, actually, how I dealt with it at the beginning was, I said, we can watch this, but we have to watch it first so that it's not the last thing on my mind in my subconscious as I'm going to bed. Then eventually I had to stop watching it altogether. But that was the habit I put in place first was if we're going to watch it, we watch it at the eight o'clock mark, not the 10 o'clock mark. Okay. That sort of thing. So you see that it was just a little teeny change of habit. I didn't have to worry about my willpower or saying no or hurting his feelings. It's like, honey, I need you to support me in this. This is the habit I need to put into effect. And we did that for a year or so. And I have to say, though, even then it was bothering me. And eventually I just, we got to the point where we actually, like a few different TV shows, we don't watch the same thing. So he started watching that show on his own. I'd watch what we watched together. And then I excused myself. I didn't say, hey, I need you to leave the TV room because I don't want to watch the show. I was the one in the family that didn't want to. There is a spare TV in this house. Or really, I just prefer to go to bed and read for an hour. Because that habit was really having a very positive effect on my life and my, and my mentality. But I don't think that could have all come, come around as kind as it did and as, as successfully as it did if I had just relied on sheer willpower. It is no different than keeping white chocolate in the house for me back to food. I can now, but 10 years ago, I couldn't. I've always got a drawer hidden with a little bit of my treats in it because I can leave that stuff alone now. It just doesn't tempt me. But 10 years ago, not a chance. That stuff was brought into the house when I know we were going to have a barbecue or go camping or what, you know, it was, you know, TV night, movie night, but it couldn't be in the house because I would just at some point just go find it and I would eat it and I would eat it all. I'm a binger. No two ways about it. Work was very similar for me. I had to develop habits around the attitude uh, or around the uh, inability for to say no. I've struggled with that in my career so often. Sure, I can do that. Yes, absolutely. I remember actually, and I joke about it, and I've mentioned it in one of my podcasts before about how I practice in front of the mirror, literally practice in front of the mirror. Thank you, no. I really appreciate the offer, but that's really not for me. I can't take that on right now. Literally practicing saying the words so when I'm faced with the situation, they do not feel foreign. I do not trip over them or gag. <laughs> I know that may seem a little extreme, but there are a lot of us that really struggle with these types of things. And if you really want to be higher functioning and more successful in your life, you have got to learn to look at a situation in its entirety and figure out ways to put habits into place that will supersede your ability to have enough willpower to say no or yes. It could be either way. Practice it, let time go by until it becomes second nature and you truly don't need to think about that problem anymore and you can move on to something else. There are so many things in my life now, in my day-to-day life, that are not even considerations that 10 and 20 years ago ruled my life. You know, insecurities, eating habits, um, behaviors, types of clients I take on, they simply don't exist in my world anymore, but they did for a long, long time. And it took very strict, and some people might think that's a willpower. I think that's more discipline. 
to know that I don't have the willpower to, to change what I want to change or to say no or say yes to a situation. Therefore, let's put in a support, a support. That's really the word I'm looking for. Let's put in supports, just like building a house that will hold up this building for me and make sure that I don't keep dropping back into that, into that arena. Now, right now, I'll tell you right out of the gate, I'm on a new uh, medication that is allowing me to drink again. My fibromyalgia for the past five years, first of all, the drugs they put you on right out of the gate make you sick as a dog. The thought of even putting wine to my lips, and for those of you who don't know, I'm a winophile, okay? I have a wine education trust um, a certificate in third year. Wine is my love. My friends all know that about me. I, I have a wine cellar even in this older house. I had a custom-built one in my old house. It's my thing. <laughs> I just, I love wine. And looking at it was disgusting. It nauseated me. For the first two years that I was sick. Then I got off the drugs and got, you know, functioning better and learning coping mechanisms with my disease. And I have to say though, one of the side effects of my fiber was still a kind of a low grade nausea and pain. And I don't know, the wine still wasn't exciting. Then I sort of got into year four and five. And when I had good days and I felt like it, I drank it. I didn't even care if it was 10 o'clock in the morning, if it, I mean, unless it was a work day. But if we were on holidays and it was 10 and I wanted it, I would have the plate of cheese and the glass of wine because I can tell you it could have been weeks before I could even stomach it again. I don't really know what the physiology of all of that is. It just was the way it was. But this new protocol I'm on, uh, guaifenesin, it's removing that nauseous feeling of, oh, I, I can't do that. I, yes, that wine looks lovely again. Well, guess what? I'm not showing restraint. I'm good as long as I have a glass, but if I have the second glass, there's an 80% chance I'm having a third glass. And I really can't do that. My joints swell up, I'm in a lot of pain the next morning, and my liver really can't take it. There's some other issues I have to deal with, and I pay the price. So, I've been putting some new habits into play that will help me make a decision before it's too late. Because let me tell you, I think most of us have had a moment in our life where alcohol has done the talking and the next day we're like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> Unfortunately, our sense of reason and uh, the word I'm looking for isn't quite, just isn't quite jumping to my tongue, but we really don't show a lot. Uh, we show a lack of discretion often and, and wise making decision making ability when we've had too much to drink. So that's something sort of new. It was, I didn't even have to worry about it uh, because I just couldn't stomach it. Now all of a sudden I can, I was like, oh, well, that's a problem. Always good to get support. One of the best ways to develop new habits is to share your issue and get support from the people around you. Now, for instance, the other side effect I'm having with this new drug is I can be a little more physical. Yeah, but the sad part is I feel better in the moment, but I'm still paying for it later. But it's amazing how much more I'm able to do these days. So what do I have to do? Go to my husband. You can't let me garden past four hours. And I wasn't just gardening like I've been doing the last two years. I literally was hauling dirt in the wheelbarrow and shoveling and digging. I don't do that kind of stuff. My body just can't take that. Well, I have been. And then a day later, I can't walk. And it's like, what was I thinking? So again... I've now had to put a few new goalposts in place to say, okay, 
the new protocol might be giving me this freedom in one area of my life, but I still, I still have guidelines I need to follow to make sure I am not off work for two days. That's sort of where I'm going with this. Mondays and Tuesdays can't be spent so wiped out from my weekends that I can't, you know, I can't work. These are the types of things will willpower alone really for most people just leads to failure. So much better to look at the situation, analyze your triggers or where you're getting tripped up and find some ways to put in habits and support around those weaknesses so that you can be strong when you need to be strong without thinking that it's just all about, I can do this, like tough it out. I can do this. I'm just going to rely on my willpower. And then what happens is every time you fail, and you beat yourself up about it again, you feel like a failure. And I know people, in fact, there's been areas in my whole, in my own life over the years, but I know people that do set themselves up for this over and over and over again. We need to learn from our mistakes. I could probably do, excuse me, sorry guys. I could do a whole podcast on that one as well, learning from our mistakes. But let's just stick to willpower today. If you do not have the high functioning habits or just habits in general, you won't function at a higher level. And Brendan was really very clear about a lot of this in his book in the high performance habits. That's his brand. And the high performance Institute, I believe is what uh, his, um, his company is. It does and, and what they they're coaching online and all that jazz. And it was interesting because I've just finished my ebook and I'm editing it right now. And I almost had to make sure there wasn't unknown plagiarism in there because so many of the points he brought up were things that were in already in my book. So yes, there was great affirmation there. But I think what's happening is that people are just becoming more aware. As our knowledge base grows and there's more people that we can study and groups of people that are going through certain things, we can see commonalities. We can see the, the structure and the things that work. And with the way the world is going now with coaches and mentors, I just think it's amazing because we need that. And no man's an island. If you want to grow, don't recreate the wheel and don't try and learn everything yourself. There's almost everything that has been discovered in the world so far is accessible. It's not like it was a hundred years ago. We have the internet. We can go to conferences. There's news, there's radio, there's, there's, there's just so much information out there and it's not even in books anymore. It's online. People are waking up, paying attention and learning about themselves and how to grow themselves. And I think it's just an amazing thing because awareness and you know, I know I speak about this so much awareness and choice need to happen. And I think some of it has gone the way of the dodo bird and we're swinging back to it now. People want to be aware. They don't want to be living in a dream world where they're just going through the motions and they're just being carried along by the tide. There is a huge movement out there of people now, that's probably why you listen to this podcast, that are looking for inspiration and ways to make themselves the best they can be. And I want you to know that that is amazing and I completely 100% support you in that endeavor in your life. And I hope I encourage you. Get great habits because willpower alone for most people just isn't going to see you through. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. 
Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.